1 Corinthians 15 in the Amplified. Now, brothers and sisters, let me remind you once again of the good news of salvation, which I preached to you, which you welcomed and accepted, and on which you stand by faith. By this faith you are saved, reborn from above, spiritually transformed and renewed, and set apart for His purpose. If you hold firmly to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, just superficially and without complete commitment. For I passed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to that which the scriptures foretold, and that he was buried, and that he was bodily raised on the third day according to that which the scriptures foretold, and that he appeared to Cephas Peter, then to the twelve, after that he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, the majority of whom are still alive, but some have fallen asleep in death. Then he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, and last of all as to one untimely, prematurely, traumatically born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least worthy of the apostles, and not fit to be called an apostle, because I at one time fiercely oppressed and violently persecuted the church of God. But by the remarkable grace of God, I am that I am. And his grace toward me was not without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all the apostles, though it was not I, but the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing, which was with me. to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm -hmm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Greetings, welcome to RLM TV. Hey man, there was so much joy and laughter on us. One traumatically born. I was like, I think there was some healing and no, I think I got some healing there. <laughs> yeah. It was As traumatically, one traumatically born. born. That's true. Uh, amen. So just praying for healing for anyone who was <laughs> feeling like you were maybe traumatically born into the kingdom, but fear not, there is healing. I've never met anyone yet that didn't need healing from trauma. Amen. <laughs> and the Lord is faithful to do it as long as we allow his word in. His light can cure us from any form of darkness at all. But you can't protect and guard the darkness or any area that you're ashamed of of your past. You let the Lord's word in and he cleanses you from your past and makes your present glorious. Amen. And probably also helps, you know, when we refrain from, you know, the false light uh the false glory light stolen glory stolen oil you know nimrod prayers and hunting christians and carrying on and slander in the form of prayer requests and you know just when we refrain from those activities it's a lot easier to get healed from our trauma amen can i get an amen <laughs> amen sister. it's a lot more fun too <laughs> <laughs> it's way better when you don't sin as much it's way better when you somebody write that in, in the comments it's way better when you don't sin as much it's true repentance unto life that god would grant us 
<laughs> repentance, which means a higher life. The truth is, he's given us the resurrection to come out from among the dead, even while in the body. It's a moral and spiritual resurrection that's working in our hearts. We are the body of the bright morning star. <laughs> what is written, Job 38, when the morning stars rejoiced in the heavens, and you are a member of that morning star company, if you are no longer living an earthly life, but a heavenly life. Now, most people get born again, but they're not trained and taught correctly how to live an above heavenly life, and they still participate mostly with a below earthly life. Guys, that's what Babylon is. Yep. That's what citizenship in Edom is. We need to come out of the Edomite into the Israelite. That's one you need to write down. We're coming out of the Edomite into the Israelite. Israelite is in Revelation, the 12 tribes of Israel, the pearly gates of the heavenly Jerusalem where Jesus Christ is seated with his apostles right now in glory. We also need to be seated with Christ where in the heavenly places. The Bible says you're already seated in earthly places. That's what death is. Death is seated with your mindsets in the below realm. Sin, according to Scripture, is an elevation. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory, Romans says, right? Now, in order to be sin-free, we need to be in the heavenly places. The heavenly places, it's a teaching and a practice of faith on the inside. You are saved by what? Faith, hearing the Word of God. Now, it's a resurrection by hearing the Word. What is the evidence that faith is working salvation from your hearts. The glory of God is connecting with your minds. Romans 12, 2, be transfigured, metamorphosis in the Greek, by the renewing of your mind, by the connecting to the word of God, the gospel scrolls dripping with the fresh oil today, and let that gospel scroll bring a salvation of light, as is written, God is light, God is Shekinah, in him there is no darkness at all. So the measure you can receive the gospel is the measure you can obliterate darkness. What I've found Amen. in almost 20 years of full-time ministry now is a lot of people are holding on to earthly darkness. Like when the Israelites would go into the promised land by the leadership of Joshua and Caleb, a lot of them would cl cling to earthly idols. And later on it was exposed. There were idols in the camp. There were things that people wanted to attach themselves to apart from the will of God. We need to let go. I like that Jonathan Helsler song that goes, I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I'm not going to be attached to the things below. I'm not going to be attached to the material. Although the Bible promises the material world will be added unto you if you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, you're not taking a vow of poverty and cursing yourself. You're actually overcoming the curse of the fall by having a vow or a covenant connection with Jesus Christ, the resurrected one. God's not holding anything back from us. God's sanctifying us. We need to understand this verse, Nahum 1.7, God is good. His goodness is what you trust in as He's changing you because nobody likes to be changed. No one. We like to hold on to our current condition, state of being. We like to, to hold on to our thoughts and ideas and opinions about everything. Well, you can't grow like that. You have to let go of your thoughts, your judgments, your opinions, your human discernment, which is false discernment, your human Christianity, which is false Christianity. Everything below is a lie. Now, the Bible says Jesus and the Spirit that He sent is the truth. 
John 14, the Holy Spirit is the truth, and he sent his Holy Spirit where? It is written, into our hearts. Now, what is the new covenant? Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, who's in you? It's a daily check, who's influencing me, what's in me? And therefore, we bring it daily as a sacrifice to the altar. It's a golden altar in Revelation to burn everything up. Not something, everything. Growing in Christ is a progressive burning of the temple with holy fire. Like the burning bush, it's burning, but it's not consumed. You're only coming more alive the more you're burning. What is burning? The measurement of your sacrifice for God. It is the measurement of your obedience to the gospel. It is your height and your stature in Christ. It's how much you've obeyed the word, the gospel. What did Jesus Christ say? Many will come in my name, which means claiming to be Christian, but only the ones who love and obey my commandments. They love and obey my law. Well, let's talk about the law of Jesus. Not a very popular subject in modern Christianity. We got a lot of hyper grace and universalism and doctrines of demons everywhere. Very little apostolic order of righteousness, which is the law of the sapphire stones. We've kind of made up our own itching ear thing down here. And then we're self-justified. And then we defend our, our own faith instead of the faith of God that is the power of his resurrection glory that obliterates any other opinion of men and women. Did my gospel come from men or from God? That's what we need to be asking ourselves in these days. Did my gospel come from the sapphire stones, from the path of lightnings? Nathaniel, it is written, you will see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, which means you're going to understand how the gospel comes down. That's the only one that works in the second heavens. If you have any other gospel, your butt is going to be likewise handed to you when you try to ascend, even through circumcisions, because you're not believing the true gospel, right? If you're not acting in love, if you're not acting in purity and righteousness, you're absolutely going to get your butt kicked in the second heavens. There's a reason why uh, the main prophets of the last generation talked about not going into the second heavens unless you went in, you know, stealthily like a spy and then you come back and don't get caught, you know. And, uh, and on top of that, don't report back as prophecy what you saw there. You know, report back as, you know, canceling what the enemy's plans were. And that's what you saw. So there's only, there's a narrow path through the second heavens of Jesus Christ's ascension and the lightning path of Enoch. And that is totally, uh, it's totally the narrow path. That's the path of perfection. That's the scholar's path. What happens is oftentimes when people go to ascend, they don't understand circumcising the heart. So you end up with all these ascension groups. And what do they do? They get into all kinds of crazy deceptions. Next thing you know, they're like saying Satan is going to, you know, the Satans are going to get forgiveness. No, they're not. Did you read the book of Enoch? You want, they talk about Enoch. But they don't understand or read it properly because in the book of Enoch, it says for the Satans, right, the fallen watchers, there is no forgiveness. They will not be forgiven. God already made his mind up. It's not going to happen. That's so true. Anyone that ascends other than through circumcision always goes to the devils. What did Apostle Paul say? The principalities, the powers, the thrones and dominions of hell are in the heavenly places. That's all the second heavens. So how can we ascend and bridge the gap between heaven and earth, which God has required in this generation, without all of that messing with us? Only one way. 
We have to drive out the human being by the consecration of the Word of God in our whole heart and in our whole mind. Otherwise, that stuff has legal right to the foreskin and the membrane, which is all the curse of the fall down all the second heavens and into the earth, which is the first heaven. Amen. We want you to understand circumcision, righteousness, and then going on to holiness. Right? So with circumcision... You're receiving that righteousness. Now, the Jews, they were circumcised externally. But when they would run into problems with idolatry and immorality, which always go hand in hand, there's never a separate idolatry and immorality. The two always come in pairs. They always go hand in hand. You know, there's a reason why God sends his apostles two by two. That's for protection, right? So you don't want to be a lone ranger, alone. Uh, lone wolf out there so you don't get you know hunted by the enemy because it's easy to fall in deception when you don't have accountability it's easy i mean even there's groups of people that have tried ascending they want to go into the heavenlies and they just get pummeled they get attacked they get deceived and next thing you know even people down on the ground down in malkut look at the deceptions they get into and they're like well yeah obviously you all got into deception then people don't want to go up so Understand righteousness and holiness. So even after the Jews were circumcised, what got them into trouble with the Baal of Peor? Right? Why did they get so messed up? Their whole path totally screwed up. It's that once you're circumcised, you have to refrain from inserting the circumcision into the strange place, the foreign place, which is also called the strange woman. Right? So even being circumcised cosmically, you've got to, you know, you you this paint a picture for you. You know what circumcision is and then not inserting it into the foreign place, right? So that's not being a whore after you've been circumcised. So that's another part of cosmic righteousness. You go from righteousness, which is barely saved, into holiness, and that's progressive. So in that first world of Isaiah, you you might be considered righteous for that world, but you haven't touched holiness, right? So you get into holiness. You start tasting your first taste of true holiness is when you're in Hesed of Isaiah, right? That's the, the blood uh, of Jesus, the red castle of Jared. It washes you and it's making you holy. And that's when you can go into the seventh mansion, your first experience of the seventh into your mansion. That's named after Enoch because he pleased God. He walked with God and he was pleasing to God. So it's named after him. So that seventh mansion, that white interior castle, that's your first time being in the holy of holies. So you're not really a holy of holies Christian until you experience the seventh interior mansion in the world of Messiah, and that's still just a little bit of holiness, right? That's like one-tenth of the ten weeks. Tiny, tiny holiness. Very small holiness. Barely saved righteousness, right? So as we're going up, it's always, you know, keeping us tempered with uh, humility that we don't go up to, you know, we finally get into, you know, some world, and now we're like, all right, you know, now I've made it. Now I've done it. Now I'm invincible, you know. Christ is the one, he is the anointed one. He is the one who's being formed inside of us, and he's holy, he's righteous. So again, you get the circumcisions, don't go crazy and think, oh, well, I'm righteous and I'm holy now. And then you go and be, you know, into a harlotry (laughs) with it in the cosmos, because that can happen. We don't want that to happen for you. That's why there is a warning here for you today. Amen. So Paul's epistles say that this is a covenant of faith, which means... Faith is all the working in the invisible. So when we start talking about these Jewish ancient concepts like circumcision, (laughs) it's all in the realm of faith. We're talking about the circumcision of the spirit and the soul. 
Oh okay. yeah, maybe we can get the picture of the, the sapphire stones. Yeah, so we're learning how to work in the invisible, which is the new covenant priesthood. But the but the apostle Paul says we have the Old Testament in order to understand the wisdom of the spiritual world. So so the Old Testament really becomes our language as it's written in Paul's letters in another place that there is a wisdom that's spoken amongst the mature. That wisdom spoken amongst the mature is those that are circumcised of heart using the language of wisdom, which is how the invisible world, you could simply say, is how the angels talk, how the holy, righteous angels fellowship, communicate all the time. It's the language of wisdom. It's the language of the Son. As is written, Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. Until we learn how to speak that communication of wisdom in the realm of faith, in the Shekinah glory, we have not yet learned to talk. And it's because of our mouths that our body and our senses and our souls are not experiencing the kingdom of heaven that much. It's a very small measure. That's why during those early stages as infants in Christ, you need to be solidified under the leadership of wisdom and with the vision of working in the invisible realm of faith. Otherwise, you might go back into the natural and turn it into religion, which Apostle Paul calls in Galatians 3, witchcraft. Now, Scripture clearly says that Christianity can easily... Be turned into witchcraft if you leave the realm of faith, if you leave the wisdom of the understanding of the language of the Holy Spirit in visible dimension, and then turn it into something in the natural dimension. Rules and regulations. Do this, don't do that. Give me some commandments. Listen, these commandments are spiritual commandments in the heart dimension. What is written? Rend your hearts and not your garments. God seeks his commandments written on our hearts, which means he wants order and righteousness and obedience and faith from our invisible person. That's the only way to be a new covenant Christian and to please him. If we're doing it in the natural realm first and not the invisible spiritual realm first, we need to repent and remember our first love. Well, how can I remember my first love? I'm just out here doing the best I can with my natural man. You need faith. You need an impartation of the word of God that came from Jesus Christ today. Stir it up in your hearts. Lay hands on your stomach where the Bible says the realm of faith in your born again nature is. You know, we, we understand our heart flesh right underneath the flesh of heart is the spirit of faith. Okay. It's called wind or a pneuma in the new covenant. That's, that's the scripture that says that spirit part of you is why we preach to awaken hearts. That word heart there is spirit. So if your spirit man is not awakened to the release of Shekinah into the heart, which is your feelings and emotions, and into your brain, which is your thoughts and your will, and your senses are connected to your brain, there is a lostness about the person. There's still the confusion in the soul, but yet they believe in Jesus. This is where most believers are in the world right now. We need to take you past those elementary things into the baptisms, which means all your senses fortified in glory. 
Okay. What are the baptisms of Hebrews chapter 6 so that we can move on into the training of righteousness as it's written in Hebrews chapter 6? It's the baptism of your hearts and your senses from the natural realm of death into the glory realm of his risen life. Just Amen. type that out. I'm going from the natural realm of death into the glory realm of risen life of Jesus. Amen. So the purpose of the teaching, the preaching, the studying of the word, the prayer, the time of prayer, the praying of the scriptures, the praying in tongues, the baptisms, the laying on of hands, the understanding of the resurrection of the dead, all these things is so that we'd be solidified in the invisible realm of faith. Otherwise, we'll have no actual value for the gospel. Right. It's a good time to start because God's taking away your ability to do witchcraft. And so... There's, if there's not anything other than witchcraft, there's not going to be anything left of what you thought was your relationship with God and your belief system and your faith and, you know, all of your rising. So it's a good time to get your own oil, get your own oil, get your own destiny ministries. Get your own faith. Yeah. It's time to produce fruit. God expects everyone to produce their own fruit as a tree so don't be discouraged if you're just a little twig in the ground like you're just a little sprout it takes a few years i would say three years give it three earth time years like three time trips around the sun you know academy of the word of god of his glory Mm -hmm. under the apostles of the lamb for three years just like messiah and his disciples Mm -hmm. if it took jesus three years do you think it's going to be faster for you you know probably not Listen, when you sign up for Jesus in your heart, it's a a commitment for eternity. I just read this to you in 1 Corinthians 15, but it talks about the commitment. (laughs) So you're breaking the hearts of all the two-week Billy Grahams out there. (laughs) People want the instant gratification, which is the carnal nature. They want Christianity for the flesh. Listen, the point of Christianity is the removal of the impulse of the flesh. You'll still have an earthen vessel, but it will not be your leader. As it's written, the spirit is the leader of the sons and daughters of God. Oh, it's so glorious. The spirit is the leader. (laughs) Wow. And the spirit is God. I'll send another one, a paraclete, alongside to help Jesus Christ. If you read it in John chapter 14, it says, I will send another savior. So a lot of people say, Jesus is my Savior. Not too many understand John 14, where Jesus is gone. He's not even here. And now he sent the Holy Spirit. You need to be, Holy Spirit is my Savior, people. The Holy Spirit is my Savior. Jesus ain't even here. He ascended to the Father. So (laughs) I like it. The Holy Spirit's the only part of the Godhead here. And through the Holy Spirit, you have access to the Son and the Father, according to how much you've let the Holy Ghost save you. Amen. Oh, the Holy Spirit is our Savior. Glorious. Well, let's get into uh, shining like stars in the heavens forever. Amen. Amen. This is so good. I think, you know, at first when you start, when you cut yourself off from the witchcraft Christianity and all the old ways of earthly Christianity, you know, people go through that withdrawal symptom. Just like if you quit alcohol, if you quit, you know, cocaine, if you quit any kind of, you know, marijuana or something like that, you quit even cigarettes. You go through withdrawal and you feel like you want it. You don't really want that. You and I both know you don't need that in your lives. But why is there a withdrawal symptom where you're being tested to see how serious you are about your new walk with Christ? So if you just persist 
and staying away from the hunting, staying away from the witchcraft prayers, staying away from the, you know, praying to all those demons pretending to be God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And you get to know the Holy Spirit, the river within you. But of this, he spoke of the Holy Spirit. So that river of life within you, that's the spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's your savior. It's not out there somewhere. You got to go and look for him out there somewhere. You're going to find a bunch of demons pretending to be God knows what kind of deception you'll find yourself in. But if you refrain, because that's what you're coming out of. If you're coming out of glory stream Christianity, you are coming out of the bewitchment of Jezebel, every one of you. I don't know. Well, no, I had a real experience. Look, listen, Buckwheat. The Christianity that you're coming out of, if you're just finding righteousness, cosmic righteousness, you're coming out of bewitchment. So even people get into God inside minded. And then invite the other age. spirits. Yeah, you know, Cosmic righteousness begins with knowing Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. That's step one. And get the start to let the river come out and deliver you because you're going to start casting out all the demonic, all the old things, the old nature. It's coming out. And guess what? The river is going to start coming out. The pro pure prophecy starts coming out. That river of Esther from the book of wisdom, which represents the bride that goes up into the sun. That's the path of righteousness. It's the river. So people who are claiming river drunken glory, but they're not going up. They, they don't gone into another river. That's the lazy river and the stagnant waters of Satan's river. Remember that came out of the mouth of the red dragon. So there's two rivers in the garden. Mm -hmm. There's two, there's the mouth of the red dragon river. And there's the river out of the belly, out of Malkut, the kingdom within you, the Holy Spirit, your Savior, that reminds you of what Jesus said. That is what you have to learn to obey and come away from all the gifts of the Spirit that you've maybe learned to use for your own soul, your own selfishness. Just like the Israelites in the book of, I think it's Ezekiel, they talk about there was an eagle and there was another eagle. There was the rainbow eagle, right? The colorful and then there was the one with much plumage. It's kind of like that, that scrawny looking eagle with the branch over the wrong branch leading you to the wrong river source, leading you to the bitter waters. All right. So where did you learn to drink? Where do you d get your roots down deep? Which eagle, which prophet do you listen to? Right. So everything of Satan pretends to be everything of God, especially if you're trying to be a believer. He's not going to come to you like a devil with a pitchfork and horns, you know, maybe once or twice to freak you out or something, maybe. But generally, they're going to pretend to be God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why you've got to learn to test the spirits. But even beyond that, know the Lord. Yeah. You've got to know the Lord. It says uh, in the prophecies of the Old Testament that in these days coming in the future, all of the people of God will know God. No one's going to say, hey, you should know and him because everyone's going to know knowing him. knowing the Holy Spirit. It's, it is the mm -hmm. greatest treasure on earth is knowing mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit in your hearts. And this is eternal life to know him. It yes, is written to know the to Holy know Spirit inside your body as your master and God is eternal life. And I think probably one of my favorite things about this journey on Sapphire Stones is that God is restoring to us everything every um, grace and favor and finances and destiny that anything and anyone has ever stolen from us, he's taking it back and giving it to us sevenfold. So it's like there's just 
There's no more stealing. There's no more Nimrod witchcraft prayers. They don't work anymore. And I'm seeing that happen. They're getting completely shut down. They're not going, they're going to be rendered incapable and useless in their prayers. Even they thought they were trying to, you know, take back from, you know, the apostles, whatever they thought was supposed to be theirs, you know, like Joseph's brothers, they were the family of God. But, you know, the future of Christianity is only Joseph and Benjamin company. It's not going to be Joseph and all his brothers trying to kill him out of jealousy. That's not going to exist anymore. It's only going to be righteous ones. Who are the righteous brothers, Joseph and Benjamin? It means all the brothers, all the sisters in the body of Christ are going to be made righteous. Nothing else is going to be left on the earth. Everything else, either you're going to die and go to heaven, or you're going to go astray with the fallen angels and go to hell, into the eternal abyss. There is no, uh, you know, in and out of the kingdom anymore. It's making decisions for righteousness because God wants a righteous people. He has a better hope for you. But we're coming into those days now. It's righteousness or nothing. It's righteousness or he's, you know, God's going to, there's going to be some, this is not the greatest news in the world, but good news is they'll be in heaven. God is going to be doing some mercy killings. What does that mean? These are the mercy killings. There are people left over from the church age who, if they hear the word of righteousness, would reject it and attack it and become the enemies of Christ. They would lose their salvation and go to hell. So the angels, the gathering angels are being sent to kill them physically That's true. so that they can at least die and go to heaven because God knows the heart and he weighs and judges the heart. So if some people start dropping like flies and dying physically, you know, it's better for them to die and go to heaven and get resurrected later than for them to reject this message of righteousness and go to the eternal abyss in hell forever. So I've already seen pray. it many times with many ministers yep. and uh, it is a mercy. That they're taken out early so they can go into heaven because it's they're better. about to turn on the new higher thing they couldn't comprehend of what the Holy Spirit wanted to do in this generation. And that, that's one of the greatest warnings is don't get in the way of what the, the Joshua's and the Caleb's are doing. The pioneers going into the promised land for the benefit of everyone, but the people back behind, they didn't understand it at all. Well, you don't need to understand it. You only That's need what to faith trust. is for. Yeah. Yeah, you, you need to stay in the trust and in the faith of God and follow the cloud. Okay? They weren't didn't have anything explained to them when they came out of Egypt. There was no explanation. It was all faith that saved Israel in the Exodus out of Egypt to cross the Red Sea. Which means you don't get an explanation. How are you saved? Not by an explanation. No one's saved by could you please clarify knowledge that for or me? reasoning you're not you're not saving the old damn dead part of you it's a new birth a new creature that comes forth by faith which makes us the sons and daughters of abraham amen so if you got people that you're praying for you want them to be healed you don't want them to you know die physically nobody wants that it's not preferable god doesn't prefer that but he prefers them going to heaven versus going to eternal hell so if you want, oh, pray for my family member, pray for this person. Look, I'm going to be, ask yourself this question. What rung are they on? Are they on Malkut? Are they even in Malkut of the kingdom or are they Malkut of the other kingdom? Are they saved? Have they learned righteousness? Have you shared with them this message? You know, are people hospitalized? Are they hurt? Are they sick? Are they dying? Have you sent, have you shared righteousness with them? Don't ask me to pray for their healing. Have you, I'm going to ask you, have you shared righteousness with them? What rung are they on? Have they sacrificed? Are they at mineral level salvation? 
you know, it's better for people to learn righteousness than for them to perish, but it's better for them to die and at least fire insurance salvation before this, this sweeps through the nations and they reject it. So just keeping it a hundred percent real. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to give you any false hope for these people, but I want your family members to be healed and saved. We actually do have um, people giving good reports that their family members are starting to learn righteousness, even though they weren't really receptive to it. How you go up. It's not about this and that and explaining them and trying to give them the teaching yourself and your own explanation when you haven't even risen. What are you doing? You make the sacrifice. You go cosmic. You go up. You take the class. Go through the school of the magic. God's already provided all the resources. Everything you need to at least complete the whole world of Isaiah has already been released and it's easy access online, easier than it's ever been in thousands of years that you can, if you just have a cell phone, you can do it. That's it. So you rise. Don't wait for your family to do it. Pray for them. But you standing on Malkut trying to convince them, it's never going to happen. Yeah, the Bible says you can consecrate the unbeliever by your own faith. So if your eyes are looking around and you, you have expectations on others, man, you're going to be sorely, sorely disappointed. You're going to be always discouraged. That's nonsense. The Bible says keep your eyes fixed on Jesus in your hearts. The pure in heart will see God. So make sure your relationship on the inside's rock solid, and that's number one. Because if it's about others, that's another God. Idolatry of others is huge. That's one of the main sins that keep people back from rising and knowing God's glory. So you first and foremost have to be set apart. And it doesn't mean you need to leave. It just means that your heart needs to be set apart for God above human beings. Of course, that includes all your family members. Jesus Christ reiterated this constantly in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He said, you could not be my disciple unless he was first and family was not even involved in the equation because now you have a new family by the spirit of adoption, which means the overflow of your relationship and connection to Shekinah can now wash and sanctify them. But I don't consider their human ways. And in fact, if they don't follow the way of the Lord, the glory and his light, how can they be family if they go into darkness? Okay, you have no family or connection to darkness. You are the children of light. It is written. Now walk in the light. And the Bible says, have fellowship with light, one with another, which means the communication of Shekinah, the, Lash, the Lashen HaKadosh, the holy speech, the speech of light, the communication of wisdom. This is what you need to be saying in the Facebook group and, the, and talking about and, and uh, talking with others. And there, God will raise up people that you com communicate the speech of light to so that you can strengthen your hearts in the light. First and foremost, you need your tongue circumcised. So you're born again and you go in after the circumcision of the heart. The evidence of the circumcision of the heart is the circumcision of the tongue. You don't even talk the same. Psalm says, put a bit and bridle on your mouth so that there's not a bit and bridle on your body, which means if you can steer the, the rudder of the ship with the with the tongue, you don't need to have all of these extreme things happen to you physically. Like it says in, in Revelation 2 and 3, Satan will put some of you into prison, endure to the end and get the crown of light. That's a last resort of the people that could not 
put a bitten bridle on their tongue or a circumcision in their mouth to change the atmosphere into a holy realm of glory from the heart and the mouth. If those things are impossible for you, well, the only thing available is the school of hard knocks. We want to avoid the school of hard knocks. It's either the school of the Magi and the training and righteousness masterclass or the school of hard knocks. Those are the two options. Now, listen to me very carefully. Uh, some people were really, you know, upset when we stopped kind of teaching in depth how to rise because that was for a season. They were like, you know, oh, there was so much grace to rise when you were preaching that. Look, the grace is still there. It's just what did you do with that grace? Here's here's the reality check. We're not actually going to teach that anymore. It's not about teaching you how to rise. We've done that. Here, this is the vision from the Lord. We're going to be speaking what God wants to speak into the future glories to bring the kingdom age and to continue going up the Sephiroth, and there will be things that we encounter here. But the Lord had me at least scribing 40, sometimes 60 hours a week, two shows a day, two live shows a day. I'll be at the desk at a table for hours with the Holy Ghost highlights, studying the in-depth, the Hebrew roots, the Greek, all this, and making all these elaborate, you know, long teachings led by the Holy Spirit. And it was hours and hours and hours of intensive and that's not to say oh feel bad for me don't feel bad for me i had a glorious time it was super fun but what i'm saying is that was that season that was a past season that's what the holy spirit had leading in that season there's a reason why we were working round the clock non-stop sometimes doing two live streams a day to give the grace for you to rise yeah go back and enter that school yeah. it'll be there forever yeah you must go through there. that school so a lot of people, sometimes they get lazy, and I'm not saying that's you. I know some of you, you're very diligent, you're hardworking, you're doing the right things. That's not for you, but I'm just saying there's people out there, they don't want feel like clicking a few buttons on the links and going and doing the class because they just want to hear a fresh new again. Well, I'm sorry to say that it's just not going to happen. Why? Because that's not Jesus's plan for what we're doing he wants us to continue on with his plan there are new fresh things and again these are taking hours and hours and hours of work you know we've got awesome you know our cool like state workstation set up here temporary workstation so it's you know comfortable and it's good but it's just it's not going to happen it's already been done and created for that purpose so you got to go back through if you haven't risen yet go back and get it until you do why did it work for us why did it work for others already? They're rising. It was enough for them. It's enough for you. It's just maybe there was something in the way you couldn't receive. Mindset like, well, I need something else. No, no, no. You just you need to need humble it. yourself. Go back into the master class freshman year and understand the teachings, regurgitate it. And remember, as you are sincere in Christ... The Holy Spirit and the angels will confirm it to you, your progress in the master class. It's not just checking the boxes. It's circumcision of the heart. Right. So aside from the master class that already exists and the school of the Magi on the app, you don't need anything else. We don't have to say one more word, even if we didn't preach for the next year. You have everything already to rise. Everyone does. That's for everyone. It's not a special case, a different scenario. If you haven't risen, you have to go back and do the school, the Magi, and the freshman class. Why? Because what's the evidence that you've graduated is that you've risen. So if what we have already in the master class, in the school of the Magi, again, 
if you haven't finished the world of Isaiah, the school of the Magi will help you. If you haven't transfigured in your inner man, square one, school of the Magi, that will help you. Right? So I think, how long was it before you got into the sun, before your inner man transfigured? It was only a couple months, was it? Or like a month or two? Um, I wasn't, wasn't, I can't remember the timeline, but it wasn't a ton of time. Well, I went straight from earth to the sun instantly in, in one day. And what was happening was Enoch. So, you know, spending thousands of hours going to Bible college Enoch. and studying the, the New Testament. And then after the baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, the Elijah River and the earth and, the, you know, 15 years of training in the prophetic and um, and all of that on the inside. And th the next step was fully God inside minded and, and the wine and getting out of the, the Greek logical reasoning of brain uh, leadership into heart and living in the heart and understanding the plumbing of being fully God inside minded in the temple. And then Enoch was the key. And so all of it was a progressive growth and it will be all a progressive growth in your lives. Amen. But Enoch was really the key for me. And there was two major signs and wonders before I went cosmic. But a lot of this is first and foremost, you guys need to understand the plumbing of the new covenant temple of your bodies, how the invisible works in you. If you are coming into this bewitched with an external Jesus and an external Christianity, I mean, all of that has to be washed off of you. All of that has to be sanctified off of you. They're, they're, the price is removing all of the false for the revealing of the true. And the true and the false are at war. I mean, the, the war of Elijah and Jezebel rages in the earth right now. It rages amongst Christians. This is to the death, you guys. And I don't think very many Christians realize the war is an external Christianity that's charismatic, fully charismatic with all the signs, miracles, and wonders, all the gifts in operation. And then the other ones are knowing me, knowing me. That's what Jesus Christ said in the red letters. The other, the Elijah company is the knowing me. It's a different style of prophetic it's not as works-based, it's not as boisterous, it's not as, it's not as crazy, it's not a circus show. It's literally like Mary of Bethany, advanced Elijah prophetics with Mary of Bethany at the feet with the whole, the whole outer vessel crushed and broken out for Jesus, the greater portion that he's not going to take from you. So we need that transition. And that's the newest Final Quest book that Rick Joyner released like uh, two years ago was you guys are at the, he was saying the glory stream in the charismatic church has to go through this valley. You haven't overcome Jezebel at all. That's what the book was. But once you overcome Jezebel with Elijah through the valley, there will be the mountain to that's go cosmic, cosmic yeah. on the other side. And and so for me personally, I had to overcome all of that. It was exactly to the T. Everyone does. Yeah. Of the newest uh, Final Quest series by Rick Joyner, of the, of the last thing you'll overcome before going cosmic is this Tower of Jezebel, which is what people think is advanced Christianity, the prophetic, the miracle signs and wonders and all, all the works and all the stuff that looks like really mature Christianity. It's not. It's literally the Tower of Jezebel and it's not even close. And so we get all this puffed up and pride stuff in that Tower of Jezebel and we have to get through that valley to the mountain. We're still on the earth, which means completely immature and really wrong and lost about everything. Your, your main... Uh, 
uh, goal right now for the charismatic church is getting through the valley, overcoming Jezebel, overcoming all the false love, everything that Rebecca's taught you. It's all true. And then finding the mountain in your heart, fully got inside minded. You're clinging to the spirit of Elijah. Now you're going to go up through the door of Enoch. And I experienced all this the last couple years. And Enoch's door appeared to me in two places. It, it appeared in the penthouse and the crack house. The crack house was the former crack house that is the, the RLM headquarters in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA, where I've been broadcasting out there since 2008. A door in the entry turned into a door of light. That's amazing. I believe this was in August, and I went cosmic just a couple months later. Yeah. And then up in the penthouse, my headquarters where I live in Minneapolis, a, the a same door in the high place and the low place, which I know was the opening of Enoch's door. It was the permission of Hebrews 6 of God permitting me to go into advanced teaching of righteousness. That was after... 23 years in the glory. Okay? That's my testimony. 23 years in the Shekinah glory in some of the, the most advanced realms of the prophetic church. Then the door of Enoch opened up for what? Cosmic circumcision. And it really, you had to count all the successes of the earthly charismatic glory stream previous stuff with constant signs, miracles, and wonders, and angel encounters, you have to consider all rubbish for that cosmic path. Amen. It is so so much greater. It is so much higher. Most people have still not repented to understand the repentance required Uh from all your earthly successes that are literally rubbish. The earthly will be completely handed over to Satan in the times ahead. That's written in Revelation 12. It's a good 12. time to get out of Malkut. <laughs> <laughs> but the heavens will be our inheritance. Revelation 12, 12. So we have to forsake earthly Christianity in every form that looked like revival, that looked yep. like pioneering. You were literally just coming out of death. You were literally just coming out of diaperhood. We've turned what we think is the pinnacle. And once you go up to the moon, you realize it's the pathetic. Right. Okay, what man in the charismatic church think is thinks is the pinnacle. It's a billion times better up here. God in his kingdom on sapphire stones says it's the pathetic. It's literally the garbage dumps. It's Gehenna. Living on the earth in every form of Christianity in existence is the garbage dumps. But the Bible says those who begin to live in the stars, Revelation 12, 12, who live in the heavens, who live on the sapphire stones, they will rejoice exceedingly. That's God's plans and purposes that's his plan for, for you. every single Come believer on. in the whole world. Say that's going to leave gonna be the me. earth and to go into the heavens. And these are the teachings of righteousness. So you can accomplish that in the invisible person of the heart. And then it startles the brain like, oh my gosh, the heart dimension, the above realm of my heart dimension is more real than the below realm of my bone dimension. You're going out of the bone dimension with your thoughts. And you're going into the glory dimension with your thoughts. And on the inside, there'll be dramatic transformation of your character. Your personality will dramatically transfigure. You won't be the same person. People will be talking to you. You'll be like, man, you are changing. It'll be a witness of the resurrection. Now it'll be the apostolic church, which is the witness, the eyewitness of being raised from the dead in the body. He wants you apostolic, every single one of you. What does it mean to be apostolic? It means to be an eyewitness of the resurrection, that you are there. I'm resurrected 
my heart, my soul, my mind, my feelings, my emotions are resurrected. I'm going up on the inside and my outside is dramatically transformed. That's how you get all the realm of the dead off the outside is by going up on the inside in Jesus name. Amen. And I think you guys are going to be shocked just how thorough and deep the healing is. I mean, think about all the different worlds that we've been through so far and the intense healing and peace in the mind. It just transforms like the rough edges just go away and it's just so much easier and lighter. And it's shocking. Isn't it shocking to the senses? Yeah. You know, just what's really shocking is how much strife there is towards the perfection of the Holy Spirit being formed in our souls even up into the seventh and eighth worlds. And and there's nobody in the universe that's raised that high. I can tell you from experience of coming up Jacob's ladder into Adam Kadmon, eighth world, that there was significant measurements of strife, even up into the seventh world and eighth world. In the eighth world, it's the game changer. I will tell you the Yachita soul is the complete dramatic game changer where your white rose your feelings and emotions are so much different than even in absolute seven that's world. like it's because you go through that second door that door to the multiverse it's like the enoch door below and then you have the door above it's just like you know off there goes the training wheels you know there go the, the whole sephirot you know finished with the actual gemstones and it's literally like that ethereal substance that he created even the stuff wrought with. So So you're fighting every rung at going from glory to glory. That's why you got to put on the full armor of God and take up the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, and fight the good fight of faith. It is written because every rung there will be opposition somewhat from others, and they will be augured, which means the demons will possess them like Mr. Smith in the Matrix and pop up and say all kinds of stupid lying things to you to deceive you and distract you and waste your time and days and all that crap. But the truth is, you will have Jesus on the inside that will lead you in triumphant procession. And now you're not just doing it alone. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You have other men and women who care about your success in Christ that will guide you along, that will help you stay in school and not drop out, to persevere. This is what you need, faithfulness and perseverance. Okay. It, oh, yeah, that's Netza, by the way. The endurance, <laughs> run the race until the end, perseverance, that's Netza. Eternity. So, the, the, what does it say? The race does not belong to the swift, but to one who just stays committed. To one who is running the race consistently for years. Guys, the dropout rate in Christianity is significant. We we can't have that. We need to be committed. That's why 1 Corinthians 15 is such a rhema word today. Read it in the Amplified. Is that there is a commitment to the long term until we have celestial bodies. What else are you going to do with your life? Everything else is sin except the resurrection. Remember that tonight. Everything is sin except internal resurrecting to your Father in heaven. So we don't want to waste our days and don't be discouraged just because you don't understand. This is why we stay in the school of understanding because it will come as long as you don't grow weary in well-doing. If the enemy will come and try to beat you up, okay? It happens to everyone. 
demons will come through human beings. They'll come through the air. They'll whisper thoughts in your head. They'll pretend to be the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, thousands of times. You'll become soldiers when this thing is all over. You'll be very successful veterans of awesome spiritual warfare, all of you. And you'll have the personality of the glory realm to prove it with great joy because you're triumphant over all of it. As long as you're consistent in every single test you face, this is the thing, it's just a, a greater reliance on Jesus. Okay, I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. It's just more of Jesus. In order to pass the test you're in right now, you're going to need more of Jesus. The gospel says, if any of you are deficient, ask your Father in heaven, how much more will he give you the Holy Spirit? And if you, though being evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit? It is written, Gospel of Luke, Scripture. Amen? Therefore, understand the more of the Holy Spirit is the success of that level. If you don't require more of the Holy Spirit, you're settling for complacent satisfaction. You will never go to the next level of glory, and that will be your status and portion for eternity. So let that convict all of you. Be stirred up in your hearts. Come on. We need a greater dependence on more Holy Spirit. Lay hands on your heart and just say more Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Any area where I'm not depending on you, Holy Spirit, confront me, convict me, get in my face. And get that stuff out. It ain't anybody else's fault, newsflash. It's nobody. That's the beautiful thing about rising is where we're stuck, where we don't rise further, or where, let's say, every Tiferet that we go into, we stay in Tiferet until we get the wing upgrades. It happens. Every, every world is like that. That's one of the rules. You stay in Tiferet. Tiferet, you do uh, foreskin and membrane, and you stay there until you get the upgrades. And then you move on. And how do you know? I don't have to go to five people and say, hey, did I blah blah blah? Oh, hey Brandon. You know I don't have to go. To, hey Brandon. At that point, uh, you have at least do you know, five angels. Am I am I ready which to are go? Your five people, and those five <laughs> angels will tell you. They'll tell those you signs and wonders, and they will communicate to you all the time. Because that this is the whole point is to know God and His kingdom. It says that everybody there, right in the Old Testament, it says everybody. They're all going to know God. No one's going to say, you should know the Lord, Yad Vave. Everyone's going to know. Why? Because if you're cosmic, increase, especially and once you get know there means Asaya, on the inside. Yada him. Yeah. That means to be all filled mm-hmm. with God as their source of intelligence. Right. So I don't have to go to Brandon and be like, hey, uh, am I... Uh, this do i have this and i might be able to get for a confirmation but if my whole walk was me just going to brandon every time or going to somebody else i'm not receiving communication from yad Vave. then what kind of relationship do we have i'm relying on humans we the reason we have a marriage is because i i'm in christ he's in christ and we talk to god every day mm-hmm. independently Continuous and that's confirmation so when we when we interact and we talk about these things it's all flowing and then when we need the help or we need the confirmations it's already coming it's not like this well can i don't know well i thought i saw this sign and maybe i'm ready and da 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 da, da and you might get some of that in but a much it's lesser not, maturity it could be faith. really rough That's why we really want you to be rock solid in your faith with some circumcisions to show for it before you get involved in a serious relationship with the opposite sex, your spouse, that God will add unto you as you rise up the Sephiroth. That's that's a gift. One of the greatest gifts in life is the spouse, but you want to make sure 
that it never interferes with the Holy Spirit always growing on the inside. Otherwise, one of the greatest destructions of Christians' destiny is they get yoked to a man and woman and they stop growing and now they're distracted with having babies and a family in the earth like the days of Noah giving and taking a marriage and they never grow anymore. And that's where most people just get obliterated. Stop it. Someone that God brings to you will always be to grow with every single time. Amen. And you don't need to message me and ask me, do you think I'm ready to go to the moon yet? Well, have you received communications from God? Do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Is, is your life bearing the Are you fruit? fully God inside minded? Are you circumcised? What is the required level what of maturity? What did you pass? What was the circumcision? Do you have all the baptisms? Were you just chasing after signs and wonders? Well, I, I saw a moon sign over there. Well, do you have the fruit? Did you talk to God? Did you, you know, did you receive communication from a holy angel? Did it pass the test? You know, did you go through the school of the Magi and you agreed with that and then it happened in your life and then you were tested in that and then you had to pass the test and even that was difficult, you received the circumcision by obedience? That's what I'm talking about. Remember the requirements of Hebrews 6 says you'll have all the elementary things of Christianity formed in you before you go cosmic into righteousness. That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 6. So do you have all the baptisms of glory? Are you fully God inside minded? Okay, those are the requirements. And then you'll need the external permission of the angels from the Father's throne, confirming it every single rung two or three times. And when you're very new, it is important to get help from others. Yeah, you should you should definitely check with your comrades. Don't you ever just yourself launch yourself in black Leclopith. Yeah, so, <laughs> so here's the difference, right? So all that kind of dramatic... Uh, thing that I just kind of explained there. If that's what you're sounding like, you're probably headed for the clippeth. So th- what I'm saying is that itself, that manifestation that I was just displaying there, just like impersonating that, that is the display of the wrong fruit. That's actually that the man it's not that it's bad for you to have questions, but if you're acting like that, that means you're actually just bearing the wrong fruit. Not, very, not enough faith. Right. Not mature, faith is fruit. Not mature enough. So understand this in Hebrews 6, it says, after you have the resurrection of the dead, then you go into righteousness, okay? Which means you will understand in your inner man elevations Mm -hmm. before Enoch's door opens up for you. If the Mm -hmm. God inside minded elevations Mm -hmm. of the kingdom are not rock solid in you, Mm -hmm. they have to be. The resurrection comes of that understanding comes before Enoch's door Mm -hmm. into righteousness. Right. And so just to see the difference, you had, you know, Brandon who was passing his test and obliterating the demonic out of his life. Just whatever God wants to do to my life, that's what I want to do. That's how he is. Enoch's door literally appears as he's putting in the time and Open visions. And so, and an angel literally appeared, literally spoke and said, he's ready. He literally was standing there on my right hand. The angel at my right hand said, he's ready. Angel audibly said, he's ready. The literally, we got to the part of Enoch where it talks about the door and it, he popped open like revelation and I could see in the invisible realm that he saw it. That and then the angel will be for all of And you. the angel said, he's ready. Yep. And then uh, this is key. As soon as that happened, I explained the circle of the sun and the portals there. And what we saw in Enoch, the angel said he was ready. And then he verbally came into agreement with everything that's in the school of the Magi. We kind of summarized it and yeah. said, hey, by the way, this is a door, but this is the requirement. You just have to really fully, not just in your head, but also in your heart and in your spirit, believe this truth. 
that's uh you know anti-false love and he was like yeah and so he, he came right up because he had the yasad the had and the netza that's overcoming that's the sexual purity and overcoming the false prophets and he's had a lot of experience coming against the false prophets already so he was ready to come all the way up and do that in a day everyone else you're really going to be going to the moon and then Hod and then Netza and then the sun and it's good for you to be established like that because you'll learn the pattern and Tiferet is kind of like the grace point where everything if you haven't done those ones below it perfectly it burns out of you in there the rest of the journey upward is it's got to be like exact exact but there's a lot of grace in Asaya because oh. you're coming out of the curse of the fall it is burnt nothing out of you better than true biblical ascension. Yep. Th this is the promised land, guys. It, it, you know, you'll encounter promised land realities mm -hmm. and promised land blessings each rung of ascension to be like, oh, it's all <laughs> worth it. Right, I don't care what I have to give up. Song of Songs says it yeah. doesn't even feel like a sacrifice. Exactly. Glory. And so what I'm trying to say is there will be fruit. Right. There will be signs and wonders, but there'll be fruit. He bore the fruit and the signs and wonders happened. The angels spoke. And even if, you know, you're not like just like you've been an apostle for years and years and, you know, do what Brandon's doing. We even have, you know, like I've mentioned our sister, you know, Janelle before bearing the fruit. I mean, this girl, she's got like a whole scribed list of like exact encounters and the and the exactly what she had to overcome. And then this was the fruit. This was the following sign and wonder. Wow. Now I can see on the sapphire stones. And it's just like, wow. And that's how everybody else going up. And then another sister in the Lord is like, oh, yeah, well, this happened. I started seeing this and then I overcame that. And then this was the fruit. And so, I mean, those people are not perfect people, but they're bearing fruit. And yeah. this is the kind of fruit that lasts. Jesus Christ said, you know them by their fruit. Oh, we had a... <laughs> She's pretty fruity, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. And then we had um, Brother Jacques literally study the school of the Magi. And he took it... This boy, he took it so seriously. He'd be putting... He told us he was putting like the Bible in his eyes 30 minutes. If one interruption came, he would start over again. Like he would just went super hardcore serious. And he went through the school of the Magi and he read each post out loud to himself like three times through to the point where Jesus showed up with the pair of shoes come on, get onto the moon because he took it so seriously. And then he kind of told him like, you know, you can kind of like, you know, kind of chill out just a little bit, but let me show you how the apostles live. And he showed them, you know, he showed him visions of us and how we live and how we move in Christ. And he just kind of, he told him, he said that he came to kind of like, you know, gossip about us in a, in a friendly way. Jesus came to talk about what he likes about us. And isn't that nice? Don't you want to go cosmic and have the Lord speaking about your life in a positive way? That's where you don't have to go and come up with stuff about yourself. You don't have to go and ask people, well, think of me this way. Well, what about my identity? And can't you tell me nice? I look nice. I am nice. How about your Lord and Savior speaking nice things about you? I'm going to give you a shoebox. Come on. <laughs> a shoebox and a shoebox. So understand this prophecy will really bless you because an angel told me, in the prophecy of the saints of time with Bob Jones and Joel's army in the end time and the billion soul harvest, mostly youth. When the shoeboxes came that says you've been inducted into the army of God and they looked at the shoeboxes, they're on the earth, which is the sands. They opened them up. All the shoes were moon boots. <laughs> all the shoes were moon boots. It was all a cosmic walk that you are the That's generation amazing. called to inherit the promise of second heavens, making new heavens where righteousness Amen. dwells. So answering the call is to go cosmic. All of your shoeboxes in this army, they're all moon boots. 
So the whole purpose of your walk and all of your marketplace business and everything you're doing right now is to ascend to your God. I am ascending to my Father and your Father. That's Jesus Christ in the red letters. So are you. He said your Father because that's what He wants to do with your life. Now, every previous generation, they got shoeboxes and they were all empty. Right? Truth anyhow. Why in this generation? This generation is predestined for ordained to be sons of God, which means living in the heavens, living on the sapphire stones, living in the Father's kingdom, the heavenly Jerusalem. That can only happen by the calling. That's the calling on your life. But there's the putting on of the shoes. There's the understanding, just like if you go into the NASA training program, of what it takes to be an astronaut. Physics is different out there. Gravity is different out there. You know, food, drink, plant life, animal life, it's a little different. It's all different. It gets more and more different the further you go out, the, the higher you rise in Christ as well. So the training is exhaustive. All of those all those astronauts, they have to have be rocket scientists. Listen, guys, he's going to train you like rocket scientists to ascend. And it, it's going to be the path of the scholar for all of you. So stay in school. Study to show yourself approved. Go into the master class that Rebecca, through the Enoch mantle that Jesus Christ put on her life, and get that impartation of the Enoch mantle. Go in there not just for head knowledge, but for heart circumcisions, for impartations to understand what it's going to take to wear the moon boots and, and live in the Come heavens. On. Amen. Amen. Then you'll begin to you can see do and it. understand. Amen. And this Glory. is a word for you. You can do it because Christ in you is more than able. Amen. We bless you guys in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to personally thank all of you for giving generously into Shadrach's running water. We have successfully raised the $2,000 and thank you and God bless everyone who gave into that. Now let's raise the $3 million that we need for the two facilities for Florida. In Jesus name, partner with this ministry, uh, tithe out of your income and be a blessing to what God is doing in these days so that all the heavens can be opened up over your lives according to Malachi chapter 3. I think there's two chapters you should read for homework tonight. 1 Corinthians 15 and Malachi chapter 3. And be blessed as you read and study the Word of God in Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. For today we embark on a journey of purpose and passion. A journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized, the dream of RLM TV, a beacon of inspiration, a lighthouse of creativity, yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. 
Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.